welcome to What Difference Does It Make? I'm Holly. And I'm Dave. Okay. Well, what are, we, what are we talking about today? Well, As I'm, you lean into the mic. <laughs> I am so glad you sent this to me. This KROQ Top 106.7 Songs of 1980. Because I thought I remembered a lot about K-Rock, and turns out I didn't. And what is K-Rock? So K-Rock is the... Uh, well, K-Rock has been on the air since the 70s, but it evolved. It's a radio station. It's the mm, alternative or modern rock radio station in Los Angeles. Probably the most famous modern rock station in the U.S. Would you say world famous? I would say the world famous K-Rock, <laughs> if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> sure, why not? Um, so did you listen to K-Rock in 1980? I think I discovered it probably around that time because I was in, I was... <laughs> You're going to give yourself away I, here. I was, no, yeah, I was just entering uh, junior high. It's what they called it then. It wasn't middle school, it was junior high. No, you were entering high school. No, I was not. I'm just a young kid. This, hmm. was, this, was, this was middle school. Yeah, I was in middle school. No, because you know the year we graduated and it was three years after this. No. I graduated. I am uh, I'm younger than you. Okay, I know you're, you're younger. Okay, all right. But, well, but, regardless. But yes, I that it was around that time. I had um, I, I was still listening to AM sixty four KFI and Top Forty, and was kind of looking around. I think I knew. I listened to. Uh, I knew about KMT because I listened to Doctor Demento. Mm-hmm. Um, I think KMT, the music they played, kind of scared me because of, I did not understand this this heavy metal rock and roll type thing. Um, but I remember flipping around one. I believe it was probably around that time. Probably earlier. It must have been earlier than that. But I had. Um, I think it was babysitting and looking for something to listen to. Um, but yeah, I, I and I think the first K Rock song that I actually remember is is Rock Lobster. We were at a party. Here, love fell in the game. Someone reached in and grabbed it. Like well, this is this is kind of like Doctor Demento. Yes. It's kind of a weird thing, um, and so I, I was like, "Oh, look, there's music on this side of the radio dial." That uh, is quintessential. I think that was quintessential K Rock. I started listening. I thought this was around the time I started listening, but as I look at this playlist, I realized it might have been a year or two later because there is so much rock. You said you listened to KMT, but there's a lot of artists on here uh, on this K Rock playlist that were played on uh, KMET and KLOS at the time, like, well, The Police, which was crossover, The Rolling Stones, Tom Petty, Alice Cooper. I had no right. idea. I guess in vague memory of them being played on K-Rock, but yeah. not in this. Well, Tom you know, Petty was many. considered a new wave artist back then. Yeah. That's so weird when you think about it. Right. But this was actually, 1980 was one year before something came about that kind of changed everything. Can you remember what what came about in 1981 that changed everything? Changed your life? 
<laughs> changed everyone who was of that of our age and their their if it lives. changed my life you'd think i'd remember it wasn't you the might festival not, was it no you might not have gotten it in 1981 i don't think we got it until like 1983 well for probably. me it was the go-go's no i understand <laughs> but mtv came about in oh of course in 1981 ladies and gentlemen rock and roll This is it. Welcome to MTV Music Television, the world's first 24-hour stereo video music channel. A lot of these, as you look around this list, they are not like a lot of videos. Like you can read these songs and go, oh, I don't, I don't think there was a video for this song or this song. But um, and I think that's they were kind of, you know, trying to figure it all out back yeah. then. Well, video killed the radio star. I've heard about that. Yes. <laughs> So just for reference, the top 10 artists Wait, on this... Don't what? give it away yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's a big <laughs> I reveal. What, what do you want to do? I figured we'd start at the bottom and start talking a little bit about some of the songs. Okay. If, if you like. Okay. Just because that's fun. You know, I like countdowns. I like counting down. I guess you do. Are you promoting <laughs> the smaller, your other show? The smaller the number, the bigger the hit. So we have to... <laughs> that's not really a new way of modern rock kind of thing, but yeah. Okay. Okay, but I do, I want to comment. I, yeah, go my, ahead. my memory, I thought there was more modern rock on KROQ in 1980, and I was wrong. And so I, it, it prompted me to look, look at the years some of this stuff was released. Like I said, the Go-Go's was kind of the turning point for me. Someone turned me onto it, and I thought it was around this time. Turned out it was, was like it? 1981 it or was 1982. 81. Yeah, and it was uh, Our Lips Are Sealed. And Funnily enough, I looked on this chart, because, uh, looking at this chart, mm-hmm. This is 106 songs on here. 0.7. Uh, yes. Okay. So uh, female artists, there is The Pretenders mm-hmm. with a guy's backing band. There's Pat Benatar, who's on this list. Hmm. So those are the mainstream artists. There. Uh, oh, and also Heart is on this list. And the Motels, which I guess oh, the is mot- not all female. M- was it Motels on? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, B-52s and X. So that was it of uh, for female centric okay, artists. Crazy. So that's that's why the Go Go's kind of broke everything. Yeah. Right? That was like that's why it was such a big deal. I don't remember at the time. I think because I had just gotten into music at this time, it didn't seem weird to hear women on the radio, especially because I was I love this Pretender's first album was one of, still Best one of my album favorite ever. albums. Yes, still one of my favorite albums of all time. Yes, agreed. And then I loved the X album too. I had discovered X, so that was my little secrets that I, I knew about because I also on K-Rock was this uh, this weird sounding DJ named Rodney and I listened to his music just because it was just bizarre and he played a lot of these songs that uh, you know, that you know I started to discover and like bands like X yes All right, Stiff Little Fingers. We started off with the Stiff Little Fingers, brand new single, Back to the Front. And then we heard a group called Another Pretty Face and Whatever Happened to the West. We heard a clash, a different version of White Man and, and uh, ha- Hammersmith's Parley. And then the Dills doing Red Rocker's Root. And then Stiff Little Fingers, uh, Suspect Device. Okay, here, here's a group we're going to play. We played this last week. A lot of people were asking what this was. Kind of sounded like a Beach Boy tune. It's by an all-girl group from San Francisco called The Urge. And the name of this is Bit by Bit. Let's check it out. And who else? Who else would you put in there uh, classify with X? 
With oh, no, you missed, you know what you missed on this? Susie and the Banshees. Oh, that's right. Which I would absolutely have put in there as well. Oh, very good. Oh, good. I did miss them. Okay. So, yeah, and that was another one I love, too. That uh, was yes. the song Christine. Is that the song? That's or? what was on here in 1980, yes. Yeah, I uh, love that that song. That was Me too. really cool. All right, so looking, like, starting at the back end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And looking up. So the the first song, the you know, for the 106.7 song is the K-Rock theme. <laughs> Can you sing it? K-R-O-Q-F-M. Rock, Rock of the, the 80s. 80s. There you go. That was, okay, <laughs> See, so. Still embedded in my brain. When I was doing the research for this, I found the old TV spot. Did you see it? No. Which they had, and I read the, the history of it. They kind of, the, K, the history of K-Rock in itself is really interesting. I don't know if you've read, you know, how much you've read about it, but the whole history from the mm-hmm. 70s, really until today. But that commercial was put together. It was really just graphics. It was put together by the, by the jocks themselves, just for fun. And it was cheap and easy and it was cool. And it had that theme anyway. Sorry, just inside. Yeah, no, that's great. They okay. were ba- just based out of this little nothing studio in Pasadena. Yeah, and then they moved. I don't know. I think they lost their lease. They moved to the Pasadena Hilton and got evicted from there. It's an interesting history. It's a if you fun read story it. that I'm sure we'll talk about later. Yeah. <laughs> for, yes. We got to get people. For, yeah. for the show. <laughs> to talk about We got to get history. experts. I don't know. We're just uh, pontificating on uh, <laughs> just giving yeah. our own little bit. And bits and pieces. But okay, so 106. This is shocking, and I don't even remember this song. Oh, you don't? Oh, never mind. Of course I do. It's it's Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick, which who would have thought? Everything works if you let it. Even just hearing that title, I just, I hear the song. I mean, they're, they're such a hooky band. Right. I mean, we could skip around as we go up. The songs that I did not know, like even the, uh, the, you didn't know, oh, you do know the Cheap Trick song. It's fun just looking at this because there's, not only is there Rod Stewart, which is funny, that song Passion, that was a big song. Queens, Crazy Little Thing Called Love. You got Heart. I mean, right, you're looking at the, these are all classic rock artists. Yeah, Joe Walsh. Wow. Right. Uh, So then the first unique K-Rock song that I remember is uh, the Surf Punk's My Wave. Yep. 
that super Californian type of song. Just it's kind of like the Beach Boys turned punk or something. It was you know, yeah, except there was no there's no harmony. It's just you know, just just bratty bratty guys screaming about screaming. getting off your way. This is this is my beach. Get off. <laughs> Very no, Southern California. Local, locals only, man. But it's um, Huey Lewis in the news. I do remember hearing Huey Lewis all the time on on K Rock. Hmm. I think that's when I first heard it. Okay, so you must the, have been listening before me. I don't know the song Who Cares. I remember, well, working for a living. I know they played that one. Huh. Taking what they're given because I'm yeah. working for a living. Yeah. And then, <laughs> also from Big, <laughs> the movie. Oh. <laughs> I uh, about that. Roger Daltrey. That's wild. What jumps out is, is really the disparity to me in my, just to my ear, between some of the artists. I mean, ACDC. And Oingo Boingo. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I don't know how they, they worked. It was just accepted. It yeah. was just, why not? Which is just, really cool. Right. Really, really think, cool. I think so, too. I, I, think, I don't think you hear that on alternative radio now. You definitely do We're not going to play any hip-hop right. mixed in with, uh, I would love to hear Childish Gambino on, on, on K-Rock. Yeah. Or, you know, they're not going to play that. Yeah, they definitely stick to the format now. This was a really great, such a great wide variety. Yeah. I can't, I can't get over it. Okay, so you want to move up there? Well, yeah, the one that actually has been stuck in my, my head now because I had no idea whatever became of this band, or I don't remember the song, and then I played it and like, oh, I, I remember loving this song, and that, that was number ninety. Is the Romeo's seriously affected? I don't remember the song. I was listening to it like, wow, this, this sounds like a lost Rolling Stones class song. Huh. So I could see why they played the Rolling Stones because uh, this song sounds like a, a Rolling Stones song. And I, I tried Googling their information and there is nothing about them. They were, I think they were on Columbia Records, but that was it. There was nothing about this band. So just really a cursory a look for this band. I have no idea about it. But... This song seriously is affected. It's been stuck in my head. You're enjoying the What Difference Does It Make podcast, but we're going to take a break right now, and we'll be right back. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, 
or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, uh, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Well, let's get back to the exciting conclusion of the What Difference Does It Make podcast. So whether K-Rock's, oh, the Gary Myrick and the Figures, I remember that song. That was when they played a lot, but this one, it was only 86. to number one you have much more rock than there's a lot so after 
Gary Myrick. It's just insane. It's, I mean, you know, there's Tom Petty, the Pretenders, the Police, ACDC. Then we go into Huey Lewis. And then, okay, then there's Susie. Look, there's Christa- John Lennon. Yeah. But you don't really think of him as a, a, a modern rock artist in any way. But the modern but, rock but transition was. actually happened in between 79 and 80. So this was probably the last year you would see this much rock on a K-Rock this was This was probably this one in 81 before MTV and yeah. you know, Duran Duran and all those new wave bands take over. And like, oh, okay, this is what people want to hear. And this is what K-Rock started playing. So when I think of K-Rock, when I first started listening, which I guess was the early 80s now, Squeeze and Boingo Boingo, Devo, The Clash, which I guess got played on rock radio too. That was my first, like, I bought London Calling and that that changed everything. I love that album. I think that came out the first week in 1980 and I bought it eventually. Yeah. And, And I played that, that was on constant play heavy rotation heavy rotation because <laughs> i didn't have very many records but and that's, that's one of the reasons i probably can sing i'll sing along to every song on that on that album Everybody should have the record, the uh, London Calling, as a record. Sure. Yeah. Just my opinion. Just your, yeah. Oh, records are still fun. Uh, So, yeah, it's kind of funny that you would hear, I don't know, was there a segue that from, like, Squeeze into ACDC, You Shook Me All Night Long? ACDC's Black and Black dominated in 1980. Yes. Everything. Yes. I mean, it sold, like, 20 million records. It was crazy. There was no escaping it. And K Rock jumped on that. I mean, yeah. it's like, why not? Yeah, but I can't hear that transition into squeeze. I know, from but ACDC. apparently they that happened. They do it down on canvas and they do it at my peak. Blazing about the beach all day and night, the crickets creeping. Squinting faces at the sky. A herald drop is paperback. Surface drop their bones and dry. I also pulled up the top hits of the of 1980 that K-Rock played. And there were a few. Do you know what the number one song in 1980 is? And K-Rock did not play this, which is crazy. Did oh, you I see? Saw it. You saw it. All right. I cheated. All right. So, cheater, tell me what you saw. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Call me from American Gigolo. Tell me, I'll call her, baby. Call me, I'll call her. 
number one song of the year. K Rock did not have it in their top hundred and six songs. What it is? Female. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they were too dis I, I was looking at it. I don't think K Rock I uh I think in nineteen eighty disco sucked. <laughs> and you you didn't want to play any disco apparently uh, for if you're considered a rock station. Okay. And so maybe call me I mean that's that's my thinking, maybe. Um, okay, cause they me. played Pink Floyd and they played Queen. Oh, here's another pop song that was not played that on K-Rock that I thought should have been played. Pop music by the M. played on uh, well it was not on this chart it was the number one song in the country and it was the number 40 song of the year both of those songs were very innovative i'm surprised that they didn't get played right they didn't uh, who knows wow this is so nk rock to me right exactly so yeah. right it's not like what you're what you remember K- 1982 it went to all modern rock you wouldn't find any more uh, traditional rock artists on k on k rock in 1982 oh, that, that's what they declared themselves yes. modern rock in 82 yes all right Fine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah, what constitutes modern rock? So then they had to cut out the ACDC and the... Uh, yeah. Well, it must have been the opinion of their professionals, which also, just as an aside to this. Yes. So I was looking, I was thinking about all the jocks, and I know this is more of a radio geek thing, mm-hmm. but I was fascinated by all the jocks. And so I went back and I looked at the whole list. Because you, when you think of K-Rock, you think of Richard Blade, you think of Poor Man, you think of... Swedish Eagle and Freddie Snakeskin and and but there were some Romando and the Blade Romando Romando exactly <laughs> um, and Rodney Rodney on the yes. Rock Rodney Bingenheimer but I looked Dusty at the, Street yes well I looked at the full list and <laughs> I used to I remember realized, I used to know all the jocks <laughs> yeah oh good that makes me happy but I was really surprised to find because I also listened to rock radio I listened to, like you to KMET and KLOS and the jocks that you associated with those stations. Like Fraser Smith, mm-hmm. and there were a bunch of others. Doctor Demento. So these were, but this was in the seventies. These guys were also on K Rock. Yeah, Fraser Smith started at K Rock. I I should have remembered that, but yeah. I didn't. And I didn't know. I discovered Doctor Demento when he was on KMET. I didn't remember. Same here. And Shadow Stevens was also yeah. on K Rock. He was a top forty, really a top forty guy, ultimately. Right. Yeah, I was just really surprised that, to find that, well, Rachel Donahue, who we knew from K-Rock, but also you associate with rock, rock radio. She Freeform Radio. She yeah. started out, yeah, in San Francisco. Yeah. Anyway, I was just as surprised to it's, me how many, yes. um, how many rock. So what you're saying is your memory fails you. And yeah. Like, like everyone's like, I don't remember hearing these songs. Yeah, or, selective. Maybe it's just, you It know. is selective memory. Like, because everyone yeah. says, oh, why don't they play the songs they used to play? But. You don't remember the songs they used no, to play. But and you don't remember what it used to be like. Like, you know, like people always say, oh, Saturday Night Live used to be funny. But then you go <laughs> go back and like, oh, some of these skits were not as good as I remember. Right, or, exactly. You know, but like, the ones was, that were, were. But right, you remember, handful. all you remember is the cream. 
Like, right. you know, the, the, the good stuff. Like Weekend Update. Yeah. <laughs> okay. With Chevy Chase. Okay. I'm, I'm a Norm MacDonald guy. Oh, I love Norm. I love Weekend Update, <laughs> and I think they've had mostly good people doing it. So, okay. All right. So what were some of the other top ten? Okay. So, yeah, as we go up, then um, look at number 21. Van Halen. Van yes, Halen. That was probably one of the biggest shockers. I think um, Rodney was the first to play Van Halen. That doesn't surprise me, but that they would be so high up in... in yeah, especially at that time. But yeah. they were playing ACDC. Yeah. So it all kind of makes sense. Well, what other K-Rock... I mean, I'm, I'm trying to find out. So there was a uh, first appearance of uh, Oingo Boingo in 1980. Yes. Ain't This the Life. Living with Oingo in a penthouse high A steaks are rare and a martini's dry Folks below the say I actually bought that. It was like the 10 inch album that I bought because I had heard that. Like, I, I believe also on Rodney, he, I think he played that. I don't know why that caught my attention, but it was maybe it, also I, I was I thought it was always cool when they played L.A. bands for some, you know, like bands from Los Angeles. I think that's why maybe they play they, they really did uh, focus a lot on or they tried to push the the local band. So they which did. was why they played X. And it was a great music scene. And, anyway. and the surf punks and Oingo Boingo. So I heard it so much that it was like that was one that I that was like one of my first actual purchases with that was buying this 10 inch uh, Oingo Boingo EP. That's I, st- a- I still have it somewhere. Yeah, no, I, lo- I was a huge fan. I saw them live many times. I saw them at the Palace Did in you Hollywood. Hmm. At the Palace? Oh, yes. in Hol- not Perkins Palace. That's- no, not. That was in Pasadena. The, the- Palace yes, in Hollywood I- was on. Because um- that was, they always, what else did they push? Was Perkins Palace and uh, Florentine Gardens. <laughs> so that was a disco. Yeah, well. They didn't really have. I know, but that still. That was playing there. Oingo Boingo also very innovative and Danny Elfman obviously went on to have a huge career and super talented. I love them. I mean, every, every song, there was nothing, you know, anytime they, they were so easily recognizable. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. The only band, new wave <laughs> band with horns, you know? Yeah. I don't think there was uh, I don't think any other band had a trumpet player. In the, yeah. Well, he was, the, he's brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, definitely. I think in 1980, that was like my, tipping point of like you know like i am all in now Trans- yeah the transition like, has taken place like I, I yeah this is this is something different this is something unique and i and for some reason it just it piqued my interest in like 
and I think still I I touched on like like bands like ACDC, mm-hmm. like the and Black Sabbath. They scared the the hell out of me. I think <laughs> like, I didn't understand them really. Like I, you know, they're all black. Yeah. They're worshiping the devil. I don't need to associate with these bands because they scare me. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's uh, why I kind of leaned a little bit towards. Although punk didn't scare me, or it, it intrigued me. I was drawn into that world. And and the uh, you know, <laughs> I was drawn to punk, but not to heavy metal. Well, this really until, goes not until later when. Then <laughs> this this goes what you just said goes exactly to what I feel music is overall, which is just it's it's such an individual. You know, you're you're drawn to it. Whatever the reason you're drawn to it is your reason for being drawn to it. There's yeah. nothing you know. Obviously, good music is good music, and talented musicians are talented musicians, but there's just something about music. It's like a, an internal... And that's why I have such a hard time making you know, people joke about musical taste. I told you in my house, people like said this to you before, they say it's got a good beat and you can dance to it, and they make fun of me because mm. I like a lot of music for that reason. Who cares? It's music. Yeah. It should all be celebrated. Anyway, that's my... <laughs> that's your up with people message. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love music. <laughs> I love music. No, but I understand. I, I hear your point exactly. That's um, so you were drawn more to you know. Right. So heavy whatever metal. your entry is, you know, you'll yeah. you slowly discover. Like, you know, I'm sure in 1980 you probably thought, or you know, you were hearing disco sucks, disco sucks, and like, okay, I'm not going to listen to that. I'll listen to this other thing. But then later on, you're like, hold on a second. You start discovering Beach, uh, the B Bee Gees. And ABBA made amazing pop songs, and these are great, yes. amazing. These are well produced and beautiful songs, and I love this stuff. Yes. So and yeah, I did. kind of yeah. So I kind of made a U turn later, you know, discovering the, this this music. I did, however, I did see the Bee Gees in in seventy eight at Dodger Stadium because I won tickets on sixty four KFI. <laughs> And my dad, and my dad took me to that show. Yeah, that was during the Spirits Having Flown. That was their. Oh wow! So that was yeah, that was yeah, that was a good show. I mean, I didn't really appreciate it at the time. Um, I think because I was young. But in hindsight. But yeah, yeah. like oh yeah, that was kind of cool. I saw them at. That was their peak. That was you know like right after yeah. Santa Fever and. Yeah, so that that was good stuff. That would have been a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah, there is you, you always discover music coming back. Like I so, yeah. you know, like even though ACDC scared me, it was still I still yeah. kind of like I go, well this a lot of people like this. I should pay attention to I this. I can't even I don't categorize ACDC with some of those really heavy met like Black Sabbath and some of the speed like Metallica, mm-hmm. Megadeth, which is speed metal, but I don't even categorize acdc the same way because well, they had some it was melodic. melodic oh yeah yeah no they were onto a formula that worked yeah <laughs> they, no most they, definitely the player in the, yeah. well he was he's the, brilliant brilliant yeah definitely yeah i discovered black sabbath i think in the 90s after i fell in love with grunge and like and everyone kept referencing black sabbath so again you know to kind of make the u-turn like all right maybe i need to listen to black sabbath yeah. I'm like oh yeah i guess it does See how open your mind is? I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) All right, so keep going up this list. As we hit 18, that's kind of a uniquely K-Rock song. Yes. Because I don't think uh, the the rock stations, traditional rock stations, played the romantics, what I like about you. Definitely not. Yes, that was also quintessential K-Rock.
I was I really I really liked listening to the top forty at that time. I'd like that AM station. KHJ, I, I, I was, did you not listen to KHJ? I listened to KHJ, well? yeah. Sure. Um, I don't know why. Maybe because it was a stronger signal, but I seem to always listen to KFI. I was just the opposite. I was 93 KHJ all the time. All the time? Yeah. Did you find, uh, what was the other one? Uh, the Mighty 10Q? Music. Yeah. Sound go rhythm on LA's original rock and roll radio. I did not. I, I remember. I, ten, yeah, big ten. I remember seeing those the TV spots for ten Q. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> I think the real Don Steele was on there too. Yes, but, the, but he was yes. also on K, on KHJ. I believe was he on? Yeah, it could have been. I could be mistaken. All right, so then we get as we get close. There are a few more unique songs, K Rock centric. Here's another one moving up even further. The Vapors. Yes. Turning Japanese. That was also another. Um, I remember. Uh, I actually. I bought the forty-five of that. <laughs> did you put the little disc in the middle. I. Uh, I'm sure I did. <laughs> of course. I got your picture. I got your picture. I'd like a million of you all around my cell. I want a doctor to take a picture so I can look at you from inside as well. You got me turning up and turning down. I'm turning in. I'm turning right. I'm turning Japanese. I think I'm turning Japanese. I'm I believe the the rumor before there was the internet, there was like talking, there was uh, you know word of mouth, and I think um, turning Japanese was supposed to be about masturbation. I believe. Yes. Okay. Oh, see, <laughs> I got confirmation right there. Yes. yes I don't know. Was. I haven't looked it up on the internet lately, but I still to this day like. I haven't analyzed like the rumors the about Rod Stewart. You knew about those. You knew about Richard Gere, <laughs> and you knew about turning Japanese because that. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, but I still I love that song, I, and that was a uniquely new wave song. And I think that's yeah. why uh, that's why I, you know, going go boing go turning and and the vapors. These were super K rock songs. There you go, one go boing go, only a lot even higher than than the vapors. Yeah, in the top there, ten. There Sorry, eleven. There you go. But then we so we get to the top ten. There's your first police sighting. No, no, they played. Yeah, I mean, I mean, on this on this playlist, yeah. But the police, the police, they were a great crossover because you heard them on rock radio and then you heard them on K rock and then they continued to be a K rock artist. Yeah, they were the ones that were able to bridge that uh, that gap. um, 
because their next album was Synchronicity. And that was played. Was that played on Kira? It must have been played on Kira. Yes. A lot of that stuff, yeah. Well, we'll know when we review our next uh, playlist. Apparently. Okay, so then you got The Cars. Then you got uh, number six, Pink Floyd, Another Brick in the Wall, part two. That's another shocker to me. I'm still, still, to this day, we don't need no education. It's a double negative. That means you do need education. <laughs> I think I think he did before. I think he did that on purpose, but that was always yes. like why is he why is he doing this why is he Dumb saying shit. they do these they're stupid why are they saying that because we were in school back then it yeah, was important I, to us I guess so yeah, yeah then the uh, the B fifty twos give me back my man sung by a female. their second album wild planet which i i love they were great so fun so fun you wanted to be like that you wanted to be as cool as them are they still yeah. playing around town those 80 shows yeah we'll have to do we got to go to those we're, <laughs> we're gonna have to go for some, inspiration we got to go to some 80 shows i there's a number of them that we got to go at least we're going uh, to the next one uh, Next one. There's a million of them. There's the next one. <laughs> I will send you a list of all the bands that are still touring. All these bands are still out, you know, except for the uh, the Lost Romeos, I, the, the Romeo band. Yeah, if they do, we're going to see them. Yeah, we should. So then the, the rest are, um, well, the, the Stones, She's So Cold, mm-hmm. Tom Petty, Refugee, Pretenders, The Weight, Knots, Brass and Pocket. And then, um, what was, I forgot, what was the number one song? <laughs> Devo, with it. Yeah. From Freedom of Choice. Yeah, yes, for those for for Devo fans, and they were, <laughs> not, and they were great musicians. They were amazing musicians. If uh, if you ever pull up some concert footage of them, and it's it's just unbelievable. Just the the way they're 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 a super tight band, and they you know they do these weird movements to the songs, but it's just and smart. Yes, they're well, actual rocket scientists. No. Are they? Uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. No, they're from Ak- they're from same place as uh, Chrissy Hine from Akron, Ohio. So yeah, uh, Jerry Casale. Yeah, they went to um, oh uh, Kent State. Um, actually, Jerry Casale from Devo was at the the shooting at uh, at Kent State. Really? Yeah, he was there at that that day. He didn't write a song about it. Uh, no, that was up to Neil Young <laughs> yes. to do. Yeah, so there we go. So we've decided uh, Devo is the best band ever in, in this episode. 
<laughs> no we didn't. Stops. We didn't decide that. <laughs> what? But we definitely respect and appreciate their what they how they've contributed. I I hear that, and I I hear a tone in your voice. <laughs> we appreciate respect. Respect. Mad respect. On that note. So there you go. So that was it's a pretty uh, pretty crazy list when way, you think about it. way diverse, way more diverse than I ever would have imagined. Would you but be really fun? Would you be tolerant if you heard? That's music now. Do you think? Oh, to- this? Yeah, totally. I, I... Would your kids appreciate this? No. <laughs> uh, that's not true. I don't know. They might. If if you gave it to them with no background and they just listened, uh, they probably would. I've turned them onto some of this stuff, and some they may have discovered themselves. Sam, my son, a little more open-minded than my daughter to our music and new wave. Um, <laughs> I'd right. love to. Maybe we All should right. do that. When we go to these new wave shows, we'll have to drag our kids and, and just watch them sulk. That'll be fun. I have to bribe mine. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right, so let's wrap this up. All right, until next time, this has been... This is Dave. This is Holly. And, and this is What Difference Does It Make? achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.